I'm CJ. And this is Harry Potter Movie Minutes. The podcast where two friends break down the movies of the wizarding world in excruciating detail and obnoxious commentary. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Okay. Okay. Hi. Hi. Okay. (laughs) I told you copyright. We can't. No. Oh, God. Okay. So, in the first 10 minutes that I actually sat down and watched for the first time and probably, oh, God, I have no idea because I can't remember the last time literally that I sat down and watched any of these movies and paid any sort of attention. So, this was a big deal for me. Okay, for me, it was really, really hard to press stop because I just want to keep watching it. And I do, I don't know if I've ever told you about this, um, but I started this tradition years ago that on the anniversary of the Battle of Hogwarts in May, I start rereading the books from the beginning. Sorry? Yeah, it's, this is- That's your starting point is the Battle of Hogwarts date? Yeah, it's the anniversary of the Battle of Hogwarts. I don't know. It'll make more sense in a minute. Because then on Harry Potter's birthday, I do a movie marathon. So, like, I have a few months to finish all of the books. uh, And then I I watch all of the movies. So I did just recently watch all of the movies. And by recently, I mean July. But Mm -hmm. that feels like yesterday because... 2020 isn't happening <laughs> because time is not relevant yeah the first scene uh opens up on a foggy night um with an owl sitting on a street sign that says perfect drive um there's the eerie theme kind of playing in the background which i always like to kind of gets you like into it to start up with but then i don't know we get a little too perky throughout the movie the it's score was done by the score was john williams right the first two Yes. And then just his theme was used throughout. Something like that. I don't know. It's very like little kid. This whole score is very like childish and very feels like Home Alone a lot because he also did that score. Yeah. Yeah. I said, well, anyway, so it's kind of an eerie theme to start out with. Um, The owl kind of swoops away towards a street lamp and Dumbledore steps out of the darkness. The first time we see him. Um, Can we just pause for a moment and just right appreciate <laughs> the glory? We're never gonna get no, we're never going to get through this. Uh, yeah. The glory that is Richard Harris and what a fucking yes. gift he was to films one and two. He was. I'm not trying to drag Michael Gambon. My thought did fine. Just a very, very different portrayal yes. of this character that. Richard embodied everything I imagined about Dumbledore <laughs> and Michael just didn't do that. For yes him. and no. I liked him too because he's he's ancient enough, but he's also like so ancient <laughs> that I feel like he's like- That he died? He, oh, <laughs> shit, that's what I'm saying. Like, it felt like he was kind of like, I'm doing this. Cause I think he was convinced by a grandchild to do this, right? Right, like, yeah, his granddaughter. Yes, so it kind of feels like a, I'm doing this role, but I don't know anything about it. Like, so I don't really love love him in it. Like, I think I think if this was ever remade, it could be done better. I don't agree with the Jude Law choosing for <laughs> the Fantastic Beasts series. We'll get to that. That is when, a conversation for another I, it's day. It's <laughs> way in the future. I understand that, but I'm just saying, like, to embody what I have envisioned Dumbledore as. I don't. I didn't really like the job either of them did. To be perfectly honest. 
Interesting. Yes. We'll get into that. Anyway, we'll get into that. Back to the scene. Uh, he walks towards the street at Privet Drive. He pulls out the illuminator and pull and pulls the street lights towards him. That's what I call it. I don't really call it a pull a put outer. Didn't they call it a put outer at one point? There's a it calls it's like a I weird think in the Actually, I think in the first book, it's mm-hmm. only referred to as the putter outer or the put outer. I don't think we learn its name until it's in his will. You might be in right book about seven, that. which like also this is a badass mechanism that he literally invented. Why didn't we see this in other films or Why other books? Why don't we discuss books? that he's like Da Vinci, like he fucking created shit? But actually, mm-hmm. no. And I so anyway, so I said pull the light towards him instead of put outer because I just put outer to me like extinguishes it but he pulls the light into the little quicker yeah. cigarette lighter thing anyway that's how but I But also it. like what I noticed tonight for probably the first time is that he goes to all that trouble of putting out all of the street lights but then he like all of the lights at the doorsteps Yes! So I wrote plunging the street into semi-darkness because I was thinking <laughs> yeah. that I'm like wow this is still pretty well lit and I think they kind of did that on purpose of like for the scene for like shooting it. They're like, yeah, we still need to actually see shit. But uh, right. here, we'll show you this little contraption. That. And do we know if that's the same contraption that we see later? Like in books, in movie seven? Is it the same? I think so. Mm. That was always my understanding that it was. Exactly the same. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yes. Yeah in the book i have it next to me because i'm a nerd um he pulled it as it said what seemed to be a silver cigarette lighter um 12 times he clicked the put outer capital p-u-t hyphen capital o-u-t-e-r put outer like i get that she couldn't just come in hard with deluminator but right (laughs) we have to wait another six books like before we (laughs) learn what the hell this thing was yeah, I get it. Whatever. Um, I said, a gray and black tabby cat meows at him, and he smiles and says the first line of dialogue heard in the movie. I should have known that you would be here, beat Professor McGonagall. The camera pulls back as we watch the shadow of the cat morph into a woman, which I think we... still 19 years later. I'm like, well, I'm with it. Did we... Smart okay. to... What? Two things about that moment. Did we miss... I know I did, so I don't know why I'm saying we. Did you miss the, like, detail from the books that the cat was supposed to have, like, eyeglass markings? I did miss that. That I thought that that was such an adorable little detail that I was like, really? That was something, like, the cat is already CGI'd. You couldn't CGI glasses (laughs) on it. And then I got to admit. they didn't put it in there? they did. I don't think that they did. Hmm. I guess there's I should details. look more closely. I just watched it, but I didn't like... No, there's a few yeah. details we're gonna... I'm gonna call a book bitch about. <laughs> but I'm like, you couldn't have, like, just slid that in. Like, um, I even put down... Um, so we were just good on the work scenes. <laughs> like, the first <laughs> chapter is not Dumbledore coming down the street. It's, you know, Uncle Dursley, Vernon Dursley, having this weird day at work and this weird, like, what the what? Like, you know wizards stopping on the street and they're talking about owls everywhere and then i wrote maybe that was too much owl training for the movie (laughs) (laughs) i had that exact (laughs) note though like i miss that like normal day for the dursleys yes prior to arrival right and i feel like the movie was kind of like well let's cut that because we can still explain that they're assholes with these next few scenes so i agree with it i get it i can't grip too much um so we saw her morph into a woman they walk and talk down the street discussing if the rumors are true 
she, uh, he says, yes, the good and the bad. Um, she asks about and the boy and questions whether or not they can trust Hagrid with something as important as this. Hagrid arrives promptly from the sky on Sirius's motorcycle. Um, did you always like Hagrid, your first viewing of him? Were you good with it? Yes. I, I was cool with that. What I always, this confused me about the books too, but I feel like it was more prevalent because you actually have the sound in the movie of like, we're going to go to the trouble of deluminating the street, but then we're going to have a loud ass <laughs> land in the, like with a giant on it, land in the middle of the street. Okay. Like, I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and then these uh, fucking house lights are going to show, oh wait, yes they do, <laughs> clearly. Clear. And actually at one point I noticed too, they pull out the camera and the motorcycle gleams a little bit in the light. You can yep. see like a reflection. I'm like, oh, so we're cool. <laughs> we're cool with it. It's, it's, it's chill okay. because we put out the street lights with the put outer, so everything's fine. <laughs> Yeah, sure, sure. It's kind of like with movies too, where like, let's turn off the lights to a room, but also in the room's really well lit. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck you, movie. Like, I, okay, sure. I'll, I'll go have... with you with the, the lights were off. I wish I could actually um, see this well in the dark. That would be amazing. Thank you, I get it. I said, he hands, humbled, he hands Dumbledore the toy baby and justifies, <laughs> <laughs> justifies his reasoning. Oh, as Dumbledore justifies his reasoning for leaving them with the worst sort of muggles imaginable. Dumbledore wishes toy baby Harry Potter um, good luck. <laughs> and because it's so clearly like a dummy at that point. And it just, I don't think I've really fully let myself <laughs> accept how bad that looks. But it looks like a stiff, just the shape of the bundle is like, what? Like, I'm sorry, was he in swaddling clothes? And a <laughs> Did you wrap up a ham? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is inside those Honestly, blankets? Honestly, knowing prop makers, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I digress. Yeah, like we want it to be a little soft, so it's a ham, but we're gonna tightly wrap <laughs> it, some styrofoam around it. Yeah. Um, I said he places toy baby baby Harry on the stuff, terrible place to put him, and places a letter to the Dursleys. I, I had a note here. Should it be directed to both Vernon and Petunia? Because doesn't Dumbledore say, or like, doesn't his voice come back in like the? They have their sixth book when they're talking about cooking, like kicking Harry out, and there's a voice that drifts in that says, "Remember my last." And Petunia goes white because she remembers the last request from Dumbledore. Like, I just got chills because yes, you're right. It is in the book that that happens where yes. like that howler comes in that just like screams, "Remember so your it last." Was, I just want to say that that's what I was thinking. Like, shouldn't it be just directed to Petunia? Why would it be to both of them? Because it's really trying to appeal to Harry Potter's aunt. You know, the sister of right, his Lily. actual blood relative. Just keep this kid. <laughs> Don't just leave him out here. I thought so. I just, I don't know. That's a weird, it, it doesn't say in the book either, like who it's directed to. It just says he grasps the letter. I'm like, all right. So I guess it was their right to choose whatever. Interesting. And see, what I saw in that moment, the like, here's my book bitch that I'm bringing forward from that actual segment. <laughs> yes. Um, I really wanted that letter to be addressed with like Dumbledore's scroll yeah. font from the book yes. and I deliberately yes. remember sitting in the theater watching that and going that's not Dumbledore's writing I I took a picture <laughs> of it I took a picture of the screen no joke and I was like that's pretty printed like that's not his slanty handwriting that we're supposed to get to know later when he gets the um the cloak for Christmas yeah. from yep. Dumbledore it says slanty writing that he knew like ugh, yeah okay so we are nerds um <laughs> we zoom in on the scar on baby Harry Potter's 
head and it glows into the bright gold lightning bolt, um, which morphs into the WB logo that is set against the stormy sky background. I said, we are not discussing the logos because that has been discussed today. <laughs> they are. <laughs> it is bright gold. It fucking fades. We got it. We Next. got it. <laughs> So we flash forward now to the now 10-year-old Harry Potter asleep. He wakes up to Petunia banging on his door to get up. Then Dudley stomps on the stairs above him. I said, no, <laughs> under the stairs, prop design is great. Oh, because I had never noticed this until I actually paid attention. There's still, so this kid is 10 going on 11. So almost 11 years. Where the fuck did they put this baby before, number one? And number two, they shove him under the stairs. There's still household items under there. Did you clock that? Yeah. Like, there like was it's a still full storage as well. Yes, there's like a wire brush and a paint tray and a paint roller. And then when asshole little Dudley kicks him back into the cabinet as he's walking past him or whatever mm -hmm. to the kitchen, kicks him back in, a dustpan swivels on the back of the door. That's where she keeps her goddamn dustpan <laughs> and her nephew. I'm like, you pieces of shit. So like I said, very quickly like introduces to like, no, don't worry, they're assholes. We don't need the McGonagall sitting on the wall discussion. It would have been kind of fun to have. Um, yeah, these dick bags. Anyway, um, I said, then he wanders out in oversized clothes, which was a great detail that he's getting Dudley's uh, hand-me-downs. I wrote, this house is tacky as fuck. <laughs> these decorations are not good. Did you catch like the, what's that called when it's a cloudy mirror door to the kitchen? Like the glass inside the door is like cloudy and wavy yeah. looking. It's like very 80s. <laughs> I mean, it was the 80s, so that makes sense. Corey. <laughs> Corey. <laughs> I really didn't know that. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's when it's oh. set. No, didn't his parents die in the 80s? His parents died, so it's 10 years later, right? Yeah, but no, that was the 80s. <laughs> well, shit. Here, I'm gonna oh, look up an really exact. Just, oh, please do, because now I feel really dumb. I was like, it looks really 80s, like the overstuff kind of furniture and the green tacky ass carpet. Oh, yeah, he was born on 19. He was born in 1980. Oh fuck! So, so this would have been like 91. Oh, it's a 90. Yeah. Oh fuck. Oh, <laughs> I was really like, there's some really outdated shit in these scenes. Oh, I feel, see, this is why we're watching these movies again, because I told you I have not paid attention to them really in 19 years. Oh my God. All right, I'm dumb. Okay. Not dumb. <clears throat> huh? None of that. Well, I'll have great. no self-deprecation. <laughs> well, then we have to end this podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is over. Episode one, 10 minutes in. Oh. Thanks we a lot, folks. Oh, next year to say I can't drink. No. <laughs> um, mm. Okay. So I said the deadly freakout over presence was good, like his amount of presence. I said, but I don't understand the missed opportunity to throw in that math joke where he didn't understand two plus thirty-seven. Right. Like she, that was been like a fun opportunity for comedy there. Of <laughs> last year, last year, thirty-six, and she goes, "There's one more." I goes, "Oh, thirty-seven. And then she goes, "And we'll get you two more." And he goes, "And that'll make." That'll make, she's like, 39, dummy. <laughs> like, that would have been an easy line, I feel like, to feed in. I feel like they made him softer in the movies. Yeah. Like, he's still this terrible, disgusting child, which, like, exemplifies all the reasons that I never want children. But... <laughs> 
Just one. In so many ways, um, particularly, I think it's in the third book when there's some reference to how he has finally gotten to the point that he's wider than he is tall. Yes. And his like jowls are like hanging over the sides of the chair. And I'm like, mm, yes. I feel like they didn't really go for it in the way they could have. They never did. I also, ooh, I have a book pitch there too. I wrote real quick, Petunia is supposed to be thin and blonde and Dudley was supposed to be blonde as well. Yeah, the blonde they thing got They call him a blonde, me. like a beach ball with blonde hair at one point or something like that, right? Yep, I have a note in here that Petunia is everything that I imagined her to be with the exception of Minus. her brown hair. Yeah. <laughs> because... Yeah, and it's a small bitch because I really like that actress a lot. Oh, she's fantastic. I like her. Like every British fucking actor they put in, I'm like, oh, I know you're something else and I loved you. Um, Except Uncle Dursley, he can still, well, he's dead now. I guess I shouldn't say he can suck it. <laughs> he can't suck it. No, I'm going to cut that up. Um, <laughs> I have liked him another thing. Well, anyway. Because <laughs> WhatsApp going to be our code for, hey, let's be positive. Let's bring it back from the dark place. <laughs> All right, I'm going to write that down. One's up. One's up. Glass, and that really means just drink more um i said also we did completely skip exploring why harry is invited to the zoo i know it's not necessary but it would have been cool if they just like mentioned mrs fig because then we could have had the callback by the fifth book right third third fifth you're right five, fifth excuse five. me but he's fifth. home for the summer and runs into whenever mrs fig is like we've been watching you as part of the order of the phoenix that had been cool if they had just said like mrs fig can't watch him okay we're taking him but one line you could have put in and we could have said like oh cool call back but whatever because i feel like is the fifth movie the first time that we meet her yes wow okay and yeah, he that's just, she just wanders up yeah and he goes mrs fig i'm like cool we've never seen her sometimes. i feel like she's actually mentioned in all the books prior to five Maybe not all of them. Maybe not all, but definitely, yeah. Like, or I think he's mentioned had to go multiple times. Yes. Yeah. So I just feel like that would have been an easy insert, but all right, fine. I like I said, another missed opportunity for comedy. Fine. Um, I said they head to the zoo after Mr. Dursley threatens Harry to behave because he's a dick like that. Um, that's our first introduction. Well, actually, it's our second introduction to Mr. Dursley as a dick. Um, they have a shot outside the reptile house. Okay, this was weird. They have a shot outside the reptile house to show that we're at the zoo, which I guess I've never really questioned before. I said, but why are there school children in green uniforms coming from the reptile house? So is this foreshadowing for Slytherin? Oh, that's clever. I never would have put that together. Because here's my thing, too. I'm like, what day is it? Like, if it's Dudley's birthday and it's a weekend, there shouldn't be a school trip going on. It's the weekend. But if there, I said, but if there is a school day, why is Harry not in school? Wouldn't it have been easier just to dump him in school and take their well, kid out of school to go? It's the summer, why is there a they, haven't, they haven't started school yet. It's the summer. <gasps> Fuck you, right. So why are <laughs> there school, why are there school children? Why are there school uniforms anyway? Yeah. What are they doing there in the summer? Hmm. But I did say, I was like, wait, real quick. And I backed up. I said that they are wearing green uniforms that have a golden brown bird patch on them. But I'm wondering if that's somehow foreshadowing to Slytherin, these green uniform school kids coming out of a reptile house. <laughs> and I said, but more importantly, what day is it? When is what, it? <laughs> what day is it? <laughs> Damn, it's the summer. God, I mean, I just, right. I feel like that's where we're all at right now. What day is it? What <laughs> month is it? Where are we? Why are things happening? Yeah. Um... 
I said, Harry Potter defends Snake against knocking asshole relatives, and Snake wakes up when Harry Potter talks to it. Special effects, still not bad. 2001, exclamation point. <laughs> that Snake is not bad. I've watched, like, a lot of horrible 80s movies um, recently <laughs> where, like, I watched uh, Mortal Kombat, where, like, this fucking knife comes alive as, like, a snake face, and it looks like shit. And this looks great. 19 years later, I'm still buying a snake. Yeah, no, it works. Great. I have to, like, that scene is always really weird for me because, like, obviously it's foreshadowing, like, showing that he's a, a parcel tongue and blah, blah, blah. So He's clearly just speaking English. And then there were, like, there was this fantastic fan theory at one point that that snake is actually Nagini. And then, right, which has since been debunked, but it was all over the internet for the longest time that, like, the snake he visits in the zoo in the first chapter is actually Nagini. No, 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 it's actually not. No, because how did Quirrell already be in the back, like, how's Quirrell already in the back of his head from a snake that he was living in in Albania, but that snake ended up in the, that's too close of a timeline. Well, and also, like, Nagini, as we learn in the Fantastic Beast films, is actually a maledictus. And that snake was bred in captivity. So, mm-hmm. like, Which no, I also wrote down. Not. I said, snake then winks. Harry Potter realizes he understands him, asks him more questions. Um, I did say, real quick, I didn't put, oh, I did put that later. I said, real quick, this thing says, he asks him, he goes, oh, you were born in Burma. And then he goes, Are you, was it nice there? Burma's in Myanmar, which is in Southeast Asia. And it's, then it says bread and captivity. And the, but then as he's leaving, he goes, thanks. And I'm like, hmm, isn't there something about Brazil? Went back to the book. The book says bread and captivity from Brazil. And then yeah. the snake says as he's leaving, he goes, Brazil, here I come. Thanks, amigo. Yep. I'm like, so why? Which they also, Asian? they don't speak Spanish in Brazil. Why does he say amigo? <laughs> yeah, it should have been Portuguese. Is, I guess maybe is amigo also Portuguese? I don't know that well enough. I don't know. I only know the Portuguese that my piano teacher used to yell at me. I'm learning Portuguese right now. I should know this. Are you really? That's yes. Cool. No, I had a Portuguese piano teacher who would like yell at me sometimes in Portuguese and then go, I'm sorry, I meant. <laughs> and then she'd like take back her words and then she'd go in the next room and yell at her husband in Portuguese. Okay. Like, nah. I take back everything I said. It is also amigo in Portuguese. Well, shit. This Just is why we're doing Portuguese. this podcast. Anyway, so we can learn. So we, we learn can things. learn new things. And so we can be culturally ignorant, culturally ignorant all over the internet. Anyway, so oh, I noted so the exaggerated ass way that Dudley whips around to say, you won't believe what the snake is doing is ridiculous. <laughs> As if the snake is not doing that much. It's fucking waving its head. So it's just an opportunity to further prove that his cousin is a douchebag. <laughs> These notes got very vicious. Um, Harry Potter glares from the ground after being knocked to the ground by... Dudley, with a musical chime to indicate ma- magic times are happening. Uh, glass disappears, but no snake is seen. By the way, I froze that scene. If you freeze it when he's first falling in, there is no snake. The next scene, the snake is wrapped around the branch that he's sitting right next to. Oh, of course. Like, oh, whoops. Um, Can so I, curled. This is not a book, bitch. This is not anything to do with the movie or the book this is my own like understanding and perception of magic and the idea that like when i was a kid i think i always thought of it as a magic wand the wand is doing the magic rather than 
the idea that it is just a device that mm, okay. someone that has magic can channel their magic through. Um, okay. And so that was, I remember thinking about that a lot when I was a kid, like, that's not right. Like a wizard shouldn't be able to do magic without a wand because it's a magic <laughs> wand. But when I went through my real, real witchy phase in high school, let's be real, I never actually <laughs> left it. Oh, did you have but I got uh, charmed, not even craft. That's right. You did love charm. Oh my God. Fully obsessed. Right. Recently just like cleaned out my childhood bedroom and found all these VHS <laughs> tapes. Yes, children, VHS tapes. <laughs> because back in the day, not every TV show for the last 50 years was on demand. I digress. Oh. Um, all these VHS tapes that each had like four episodes of Charmed that I had taped. From um, the TV from the tv yes, yes. children oh, look did it you up throw it those out? Crazy... don't say you throw them out did you i throw... did throw them out Corey, think of the commercials oh my god what will you do oh i actually should have like popped them into a vcr and watched you them. honestly should really have cute. just to see what the fuck the commercials were just to laugh your head off <laughs> so anyway i got very okay, into witchiness. like wicca um and started studying all these different things um and learned about how like witches use a lot of different things to direct energy. Mm. Um, and wand is just one of those things, wand or an athame or. Well, and we, we are told throughout the book so that it does like appear at a young age, even if they don't have a wand yet. Like remember Neville, they're like, he, my dad, my uncle finally hung me out a window and I bounced. Yep. Like he that bounced that was his first. Then Harry the does, or something. he goes back to all the things that he's had magically happen to him when he was upset or scared. And that's what Hagrid explains to us too. He said, you would never have anything happen happen to you when you're upset or scared so it's almost like but remember um they talk okay again we're jumping so many movies ahead but fantastic beast and obscurus are people that are trying to like suppress their magic and mm -hmm. then it bursts out of them so these are things that are like happening to kids that are still experiencing magic don't know how to control it yet right it was a super novel complex or concept to me i remember though when i first saw it thinking oh How's it's not doing? right like it's not the wand that's magic it's the person and Maybe J.K. Rowling's just doing it to set up like, hey, here's magic. <laughs> Later, <Right>. he's going <laughs> to figure it out. Don't worry about it. Here's a magical instant that you are in on. Right, which I agree with because there's not another, like after he gets his wand, there's not a single other instance in which he does wand without his, he does magic without his wand. He, there is something. There is a situation where I think it's in the fourth, book well even the third book he's upset with his aunt he doesn't have his wand then and his aunt explodes oh you know what you're right i'm just totally wrong that's cool. okay we're gonna explore this as we go along we're gonna do book bitches and compare but yeah i know what you're saying like it is kind of hard to well like i said i go i just had a hard time with <laughs> the soundtrack keeps telling us magic's happening oh so anyway so i wrote harry potter glares on the ground musical chimes indicate magic chimes are happening um and then i said i was all mad about the southeast asia thing um, then I said, Harry Potter immediately grins when his cousin falls into the tank, which isn't a great <laughs> intro for him. <laughs> I said, he's only concerned briefly, and then when the snake starts to slither out of its cage, oh, when the snake starts to slither out of his cage, then he's upset. And he's like, oh, the snake's getting out. But like, the second his cousin falls in, he's like, hey, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're supposed to be our protagonist. Like, we're supposed to like you. <laughs> like, maybe I don't smile right away, you little creeper. 
Um, so anyway, he gets out. I said Petunia hustles Dudley inside of the Dursley's home. His Uncle Dursley gets immediately super pissed at Harry. Harry squeezes his eyes shut while explaining that he didn't know what happened, that it was like magic. He pops them right open before going to the cupboard and stares at the camera. Hated that. Like, even, even when I was younger, I'm like... Oh, this kid needs to work on his acting skills because he does. He kind of goes, <laughs> his eyes are super closed once he opens them right before the uncle leads him to the thing. Like yeah. just right at camera, but he's young. You do see them too doing the mouthing each other's lines throughout this thing. Have you seen them? I didn't notice that. They do because they're young and they're reading each other's lines. And yeah. Like, and then saying their lines. I'm like, oh, you're so cute and tiny. And I know that because um, the few times I've ever acted, I did the same thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which is why that was not the career for me. Um, I said, excited music plays the next morning as Harry goes to get the mail. Um, we see an owl um, fly into the next scene after, or like Harry's going to get the mail or something. Like between him getting the mail and the zoo coming home scene. is that we see an owl swoop down, perch on the chimney, but it has no letter. So we just see an owl. So we're just supposed to take that, which is kind of fucked up too, because then we see an owl begin with, Dumbledore like at the beginning so I guess they're trying to like link the two like hey owls are magical right pay attention mm-hmm. um I said Harry's excited to see that he has a letter very specifically addressed to him that it mutters wow silently I've never noticed that he doesn't say anything he just mutters wow or something um he walks into the kitchen to hand the rest of the mail to Uncle Dursley but in the background Petunia is seen dyeing Harry Potter's new school uniform while Dudley's wearing his smeltings one I said <laughs> missed opportunity again for more comedy he's supposed to have a stick like you said, like he's supposed to the with smelting his smelting stick. Because remember, he says, "Go get the mail. You go get the mail." Harry hit him with, or hit him with your stick. <laughs> like, and like, there's a fun like little scene that they could have done, and they kind of half-assed it, even in the extended version. But they could have gone a little further. I feel like, but they, I don't know why I even cut that. It could have been like a quick, under two-minute scene. But I guess these movies are long. But yeah. Anyway, oh, I did say one thing that I thought was cool is when he's first coming into the room where they're having breakfast, um, all the photos on this little stand as he's walking in are all photos of Dudley and his family, which is true to the book. Yeah. When they said that there's no pictures of this kid, you wouldn't know that he lived there. Um, I said everyone gathers around Uncle Vernon as he turns the letter over. <laughs> I said uh, Dudley is a dick and immediately notices a letter. <laughs> um, like the, the, like, notice that this fucking kid gives to harry as his bully is like sick like harry couldn't take a shit in that house without his cousin like outside the door being a piece of shit because he's on every fucking move that harry makes but anyway i said so everybody gathers around uncle vernon as he turns the letter that uh dudley has stolen over to see the hogwarts crest but I said, for some reason even dudley looks concerned that's right. weird right like, only Vernon and Petunia should know what the fuck that means. Dudley even looks like... Like, it's that overacting... Potentially not even Vernon, though. Like, I guess he would have seen the Hogwarts Hogwarts crest before in that letter from Dumbledore. It likely also uh, included sure, the Hogwarts yeah. crest. But, like, sure. what other point in their relationship would they have they discussed seen the crest to the point of him being able to recognize it immediately? Yeah, I think they said in the book that, like, Petunia is freaked out. Like, Petunia is the one going, oh, shit, because she knows exactly what that is. But why yeah. everybody gathered around Vernon is like, oh, no. Because oh. the music the music tells us, too. They're like, oh, swelling music. I'm like, I... Uh, God right. bless scoring. 
<laughs> like, I think the scoring does a lot of work in these first two movies because the kids aren't great actors yet and we're trying to set up a story. <laughs> so, so the music is telling us what we're supposed to be feeling all the time. It's like chime, chime, chime. <laughs> sad, sad, sad. Um, anyway, I just said, finally, an owl with a letter, which I believe was CGI. <laughs> Was, or at least the owl might have been real, but like the, something looked like flapping, like was not real. I'm gonna go ahead and say the whole thing was CGI. Uh, owl with butter drops out of the door, perches with the two out there owls. I said, owl training, great. HP looks sad and covered with horses while Uncle. <laughs> I thought it was so weird that like he's in this like utility closet, but then he's just like sad horse. Sad horse, sad horse, exactly. sad horse, clap, clap, clap. I said, well, crazy uncle closes up mail slot, slowly closes door, end of scene. So that was our first uh, chunky chunk chunk moment. There's a lot right. there. There's a lot. There's there. a lot. Like, that's what I was saying. Like, this is nice to do it, like, a few, you know, several minutes at a time. So we have a lot to talk about and a lot to break down. But Jesus Christ, like, I can see what people want to do this, like, a minute at a time because there's a lot, like, to criticize and go wait what um i really did not know that their house was supposed to be from 1990 <laughs> i feel really dumb now i really was like jesus this is really outdated and then is it that outdated later when we see it in other movies i don't know about the house but definitely by the wallpaper. i would say the third movie the fashion which like in the third movie is when they start showing the main three and in general Hogwarts students out of their school robes more frequently um, like they're yes. almost never in their school robes in the third movie and I remember that yes. really bothering me that was a choice we'll talk um, about that by that point the fashion has kind of caught up to when the movie was released versus when uh, the movie was set okay. um that's what I kind of I thought, I guess I just thought like the movies were set like when, this was like for 2001, that's pretty outdated. Okay. So, okay. But I feel like even like the end, the last movie, I remember there's, so we'll touch on deleted scenes, I guess. We're going to try not to include them in our 10 minute chunks because that's just asking for trouble. But like in one of the deleted scenes for the seventh movie, isn't there a scene where Petunia and Harry chit chat? Which Briefly. is actually a very glorious and I like incredibly touching scene. Thank we'll you. have a longer conversation about it when we get there. When but... we get there. But I do feel like the, the wallpaper was the same. Yeah, I think you're right. Like the house is empty, but the wallpaper is the same. So it kind of does show that maybe they never really updated a ton. Maybe Petunia was an uh, old school lady. Who just she likes things how she likes things. Well, which I, I'm sitting right next to a ceramic rooster and a <laughs> rooster oh, napkin holder. So dear. I guess I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I need it, Corey. <laughs> Wrapping up how old I am. Um, oh. Do you have anything that you, okay, what did you love about these 10 minutes? What was your favorite? Like, what's okay. just you? I, I already said this. I adore Richard Harris. No, right. And I was absolutely devastated when he passed away. Um, so I love that. Um, I love okay, that the first introduction that we have to the movie, to the series, period, is Hedwig's theme. Um, mm. that was a huge, I adore, think about the other things that I love. Is it Hedwig's theme? What? The opening music? No, it's not. 
Yeah, it is. It's the dun da 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 da. Oh, I'm thinking about the scene that we open up on where the owl's on Privet Drive and it goes dun 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 dun. No, it's even before that. Oh, okay. We Sorry. get. Okay. Anyway. Okay, how about you? We're also music geeks, in case anybody didn't know. <laughs> right. Both have degrees in music. Neither of us work in music. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Wasted money. We're still paying it off and loving ourselves. Um, uh, what's something that I, you just, well, what's something you didn't love? What's something that you would have, like, I would have inserted, like, the smelting scene. I would have inserted the fucking presence joke. I thought that was funny. I wanted I wanted to hate them more. You know, it it became very clear very early that you were supposed to dislike these people, that they're terrible people. But there is a level of it. And I, I, I feel like in some ways rewatching it I, I did see these things that maybe just in my like general over overview of the movie in my mind, I, I had kind of forgotten um, like how awful they are to him. That moment after they return from the zoo, when Vernon throws Harry into the cupboard yeah. and locks the door and says, there's no such thing as magic. Like <laughs> that will always like burn in my soul because the idea of telling a child, a child that magic doesn't exist. Like, if you told me that now, I'd be like, listen, bitch, I'm 32 years old, but I need to fucking believe in <laughs> something right it. now. Let yeah. me have this one little thing. <laughs> so That's like telling you that there's no such thing as Santa. Like, fuck yeah. you. What about Santa, you dick? So I guess that's something that I, I don't know, I, I guess I just kind of praised it. But at the same time, I, it was not my favorite thing i didn't i didn't hate them as much Enough. as i wanted to hate them i guess okay what um, about you um i like the beginning for me like that just eerie beginning like sucked me in immediately it made me really happy like it always makes me <laughs> like the confession i have too is like sometimes i put this movie on and that beginning kind of creepy theme it like knocks me out <laughs> Right. <laughs> like I would put this movie on, I think probably just for that song. And I go, ah, da, 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 here we go. And I like, <laughs> like wake up and Harry's like in the chamber of secrets or whatever. Oh no, that's the next movie. What's he in this one? Just like the dungeon or some shit. I don't know, like I'd wake up like and he's like, you know, flying a broom around trying to get. Trying to catch the keys. Did we see that in this movie? We do, right? Yes. It's literally been so long since I've like sat down and watched the movie. Like that's been my like history is like I just put it on and I pass out. We will talk about it when we get there but there's only one I believe no excuse me there are two obstacles in the book that do not appear in the movie that I'm like, really, really, of all the things that we already talked about multiple things tonight that we're like, why did you cut this? But like mm-hmm. anything that you would cut, why would you cut these moments that are <laughs> building to the climax? Yes. Anyway, yes. I, anyway I'll, so my, I'll get on my soapbox when we get there. Yes. So my, I like the creepy music to uh, uh, intro us to the story. I like the music. I like the scenery, even though I just realized that it was from the um and then the <laughs> the thing i didn't like is like yeah you had just like a few things you could have dropped in that would have 
pulled us back to the book a little bit. Like these first two movies, I feel like are very accurate to the books. Yes. And I feel like after the second movie, like they, we just kind of go off the rails. Kind of <laughs> so like the book is really just a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> book is like a guideline yeah um but there's just some opportunities they could have slid in that would have made it more comedic like mentioning mrs fig could have been a real easy detail right. of like she couldn't watch him this time who mrs fig all right well i'm very excited for the next scenes um i'm just very excited to do this because like like i said it's just been and like i really think i do need a digital copy because there's so much like on my crappy dvd player i have to lean in and go oh wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm I think very excited. These next 10 minutes are maybe like some of my favorite from the entire series when they, I, and I'm not, okay, I won't go into it I can't. Oh, because we're going to discuss it in the next don't. episode. This but is what like, we said. We have to cut ourselves off at about 10 minutes for each episode. Otherwise we're just going to fucking keep going. Like you remember the end of this movie? <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. All right. So, okay. I will see you next time. You hit the little um, the button that makes the um, recording stop because uh-huh. I don't know how podcasts work yet. We're working that out as we go. Uh huh. I hit the button. Um, and I have these. I've had these since college. Remember these? These were the um, little piggy salt and pepper shakers. Oh, or have a pattern back and they fold on to each other. God. So I guess I shouldn't talk about old school stuff. The piggy, they, they fold on to each other. Stop it. Why do you have those? Like nostalgic now for me. I got them from like an estate sale and they have, they're, they're yellow piggies that lay on each other that are sleeping and they have a flower pattern on the back but they're supposed to be salt and pepper shakers but the little plugs are missing from the bottom. So they've just always been <laughs> Oh, you're looking at me like I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I got some old school shit, my friend. I got some iron roosters around here. I have I don't know if you can see behind, I don't think you can, but like behind me, I have little plaques that I got from an estate sale that are (laughs) in Swedish. (laughs) They're like little Swedish, like ceramic plates that have sayings on them. And one means something like coffee and tea is sweeter with friends and family. (laughs) I was going to say, do you read Swedish? (laughs) I do not. Ah, I got a Minnesota I, tin plate in the background. It's got an outline of the state of Minnesota and all the like cities and the loon and the lady slipper flower, you know. Okay, oh, so I am on Petunia. <laughs> you are on Petunia? I hear it. I hear it. I'm on Petunia. I would put a fucking Harry under the stairs too. I, I mean, I just, I just read a meme today that was like, hi welcome to 2020 you're an adult now you get angry when they rearrange the grocery store <laughs> oh i so do oh you should hear me go on 